Welcome to ServiceNow Tech Bytes, bringing you an inside look at our products. I'm your host, Steve Miller. Today we're going to talk with Product Manager Vaishak Krishnan about a new ServiceNow product, ESG Management, which helps companies manage and report on their environmental, social, and governance program. Stay tuned! Today I'm happy to welcome Vaishak Krishnan to our virtual studio. Welcome, Vaishak! Thanks, Steve. Happy to be here. So before we start talking about ESG, maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about what you do here at ServiceNow. Sure. So I'm a principal product manager here at ServiceNow, and I'm part of the ESG team. I joined ServiceNow around three years back, uh, and I was part of the risk business unit before this, and I built uh, the, the regulatory change management application before I moved to the ESG team uh, by, uh, by around the mid of uh, 2021. Okay, three years. So that makes you a veteran by uh, by ServiceNow standards. And <laughs> and where are you located, if I can ask? Absolutely. So I'm located at uh, our Hyderabad office here in India, and I work out of the Hyderabad office. And it's interesting that you ask because I joined ServiceNow just before the first lockdown had started here in India. So I had gone to office for two and a half weeks, and uh, then one day suddenly uh, we get uh, we all of us get an email saying that you know now we are going to, uh, to work from home. And for the next two years, we were all working from home. And then I started coming back to office uh, this year. Uh, not this year, actually, 2022. I speak of this year as it's still 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny that you're, I think I've had two other podcast guests with basically that same story. They joined right about the time of the lockdown and uh, to their surprise ended up, have ended up working at home uh, without actually seeing anybody else in person for two years. So you're another. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I consider myself lucky that I was able to go to office for two and a half weeks. Many of the colleagues, uh, many of my colleagues uh, have uh, had joined after the lockdown and they hadn't even seen any of their colleagues uh, till about you know, two, two and a half years. So interesting times. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that story too, that uh, we had thousands <laughs> of people who had never actually met a colleague in person. Yeah, yeah. And how about, how about when you're not hard at work? Um, what do you like to do? So I love uh, playing sports. Uh, I play uh, cricket, which is uh, one of the, if not the most popular sport here in India. Uh, I also play uh, tennis a little bit and I love reading books and uh, uh, I, I became a dad last year. Oh, congratulations. So so ServiceNow is your side gig. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Uh, yeah, so my, my daughter is turning uh, turning one this, this March in a month. So uh, I was out for, for around six weeks. So now I'm, I'm going to take another three weeks off uh, in, in, this, uh, in this month, in a, in a couple of weeks. So yeah, so playing with her is also one of the things that I'm enjoying uh, these days a lot. Oh, good. Well, sounds like life's pretty full for you then. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, well, let's uh, dive into ESG then. Um, just for folks who aren't familiar with the with the whole area, uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit. What is ESG, and why is it important to companies? Sure. ESG represents the risks and opportunities that that impact an organization's ability to create long term value by considering the needs of all stakeholders and not just the shareholders. So traditionally, the way companies have been functioning is that they have been just focused on their share, shareholders and making profits. And over time, uh, everyone realized that this is not sustainable for our planet and for, for all of us. So that's why uh, ESG has come into prominence today. So very simply said, it means doing well by doing good. 
and uh, the market uses several other terms to refer to USG, many of which uh, you might have also heard, uh, including sustainability, global impact, uh, CSR, which is your corporate social responsibility, uh, sustainable development, uh, corporate citizenship, and so on and so forth. So that really is uh, what is ESG. Okay, good. Um, it, and it, it seems like there are multiple reasons for why companies would want to do good. Like for for one thing, it's just, it's the right thing to do. Absolutely. It's, it's, the, it's the absolute right thing to do. And over time, as I just mentioned, companies have been traditionally focusing just on profits and increasing the value to their shareholders. Now, uh, we have realized that it's not just the shareholders, but it's but it's all the stakeholders, including our planet, our people, and all of us, right? So we have to prioritize uh, all these stakeholders uh, in order to do businesses. Yeah, and that that goes hand in hand with the fact. So that's that's the the ethical side of things. And then there's a, there are business reasons, right? I mean, you talked about all those people who are involved, customers and investors and employees and the other companies that my company might want to work with. And those folks, a lot of them have commitments to ESG and expectations. So if I'm going to do good business with them, I need to have a similar commitment. Yes, that's absolutely right. So you have all the stakeholders that play a part in this. So you have your investors, you have your customers, you have your partners, you have your employees. So in order for a company to function effectively, all these stakeholders need to be in alignment towards the ESG goals and the organization need to have certain ESG goals and targets in place so that they can work towards a sustainable development that in turn will take all these different stakeholders together towards the common mission of building a sustainable business. Yeah, and so it's uh, it's a really a combination then in light of all that of, of doing the right thing and doing good business. Yes. So as I said earlier, it's doing well by doing good. Yeah, yeah, I like that way of putting it. Um, and then on top of that, there are increasingly legal requirements, right? Regulations and, and uh, all sorts of government obligations that people need to, that businesses need to fulfill. That, that is also very true. Today, uh, companies are, uh, the regulators are uh, increasingly focusing their attention towards sustainable uh, development. Uh, the EU has uh, has passed a corporate sustainability reporting directive, uh, also called a CSRD, which comes into effect uh, on uh, which came into effect actually on 5th Jan 2023. So this new directive modernizes and strengthens the rules about the social and environmental information that companies have to report, and uh, approximately 50,000 companies come under its preview. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, regulators are increasingly uh, putting their focus and a scrutiny on companies who are not following an ethical and sustainable way of uh, building their businesses. Okay, well, you put all that together, um, ESG is a big deal for companies today. So in, in, in and implementing an effective program to, to manage all that, it sounds like it comes with a lot of challenges. What kind of challenges does that pose to companies? So today, organizations face a number of growing uh, global challenges, especially in in light of the events of the past three years, including pandemic. Some of these include climate change, cyber attacks, uh, economic volatility, social injustice, supply chain disruption. Um, and uh, this has led to a growing pressure from stakeholders to respond. And companies today are not equipped to handle this effic efficiently. 
so uh, the the processes the data the tools the teams are all siloed and many of these processes are also at varying maturity level and many of them are manual also there is a lack of visibility and governance to the esg goals that have been set within the company there is also very low employee engagement level as i had mentioned employees are also one of the key stakeholders in any organization's esg uh, journey and until and unless they are on board with this uh, the company will not have a successful esg program in place so many of these problems are faced by companies today since they are not equipped with the right tools and processes in place to handle this okay well let me just because i'm not an expert in this before so we are offering a product to help people manage this but before that what do companies typically do do they it sounds like they need commitment at a very high level board level executive level and maybe appoint a uh, a person who's a vice president of esg something like that is that how companies respond to are responding to this Yes, that's a great question, Steve. So today, companies are responding it in a very ad hoc manner, or they have very basic processes in place, and they don't have tools to handle this. For example, a company could maintain their ESG goals in a in an Excel sheet. Now that might work when the company is at a certain level, but as the company grows and as the number of employees grow and uh, the scale of the, the operations of the uh, company scale to a much bigger extent, then they would realize that these are not uh, enough to handle the ESG goals or targets that they have put in place. They realize that these processes are not scalable and the tools that they have in place, which in, uh, in the example I quoted, Excel is absolutely not enough for you to track your goals, uh, allocate your budgets and, and the other activities that come along with it. So that is where uh, companies uh, struggle and uh, as the regulatory scrutiny increases, they realize that they have to get their act very fast and they may not really have the right amount of time uh, to put the processes and tools in place and they scramble at the last moment. All right. So that uh, that just seems to lead right into the, the service, uh, the ESG management product that can help a team get on its feet, get rolling on a program like that. That's correct. So, uh, Steve, when we were building the product, right, we were uh, very clear right from the outset that the solution is not something which is piecemeal and we wanted to have a holistic solution. And uh, what we have done is to build a command center that can help companies plan and convert their uh, or uh, convert the organization's ESG vision and goals into action. So what we have done is to help them configure new workflows and integrate with different system of uh, records to accelerate ESG innovation. Uh, lastly, we have also tried to embed the corporate governance piece through ethical, transparent, and secure business practices that can help companies to also build a governance framework around this entire ESG program. Now, what companies typically do is to uh, just create their ESG goals and targets and uh, report these uh, to the public. But what they lack is the ability to track these initiatives and uh, also build a governance framework to ensure that they are actually doing what they promised to do. So that is something that we have tried to incorporate as part of our uh, ESG solution. So just in a nutshell, then, if I, see if I have this right. So the, the ESG management helps them figure out to, to define their goals. Then it helps them track their progress toward those goals. 
and then it helps them report their progress to stakeholders. Do I have that right? You have that absolutely correct. So um, the first part is to figure out what do you want to do, which is your uh, materiality assessment. So you do your uh, assessment and figure out the issues or the material topics that you are interested in. For example, carbon emissions or uh, waste management or water management or uh, diversity, inclusion and belonging. And once you have identified those material topics, you define your goals and targets uh, for those uh, topics that you have identified now for each company these could vary for a software company like ServiceNow, it could be very different from a company like let's say pepsi or or uh, general motors so each of these companies would identify a set of topics or issues that are material to them which we call as material topics and once that has been done you identify the goals and targets that you want to do as part of these material topics that you have identified. Now, for example, if you have identified a topic like, uh, you know, accelerate decarbonization, one of the goals could be uh, go uh, net zero by, let's say, 2035, right? So one of uh, that could be your goal and then you could uh, set specific targets for those. Then the next process is actually data collection. So you have to go ahead and collect data to make sure you are tracking your goals and targets and uh, that that's the part where you set up your metrics you identify data owners and uh, you identify systems where you source your data from and once you have started collecting your data you track your goals and targets the last step is to essentially publish your reporting uh, or uh, what we call in ESG as disclosures. So you are disclosing to your stakeholders that this is what we have identified and this is uh, what we have done. And this is where we are in our ESG journey. So that gives perspective to the investors, to the customers, to the partners, that this is where the company is uh, going in terms of their ESG journey. All right. Well, if if I could here, um, I'd like to take you on just a little detour. Um, One of the things that's really cool about hosting this podcast is that I get to learn about the history of our products, like what ideas and business factors led to their being created in the first place and what brought them to their current level, their current state, uh, and especially what was the role of our customers in all that? Would you be able to tell me a little bit about the background of ESG? Yes. So uh, you, you are absolutely right that customers play a very important part in any new product development here at ServiceNow. Also, uh, our ServiceNow's internal global impact team, our customer zero, has also played a very important part in the creation of this product. So while we were in the process of uh, requirements gathering and figuring out what should go in the first version of the product, we talked to a lot of our existing customers and partners in trying to understand what are some of the challenges that they face on a day-to-day basis. Uh, We tried to understand what are the processes that they follow today to solve some of the uh, challenges that they face in uh, their ESG journeys. And that helped us to identify the key requirements that should go into the first release. Now, uh, this uh, helped us in the design process. And once we were at a stage where we had enough uh, wireframes and uh, and the basic design in place, we uh, that helped us to validate those requirements with 
with the customers and partners to validate whether we are on the right track. And that also helped us in going and refining some of those designs and uh, making sure that uh, it resonates well with them. This process not only helps us uh, in identifying that we are towards the right path, but it also gives uh, the, uh, the confidence to our existing customers that they are being uh, uh, they are being talked with and they are being referred when any new product development happens in ServiceNow. And especially for something like ESG, which all of uh, all of the organizations or all of the, our existing customers are very interested in. Oh, well, that's great. It's, it's uh, always, always fun to hear the, the stories. It's the story of every product is different, but at the same time, it, everyone seems to have that customer involvement. And that's really the, the, uh, the, the thing that drives it from the beginning. Yes, and that's that's the most interesting part of being a product manager as well. Talking to this, uh, talking to customers, and uh, helping them uh, identify the their challenges and uh, working with them to solve those challenges and the the happiness or the satisfaction that they get when we finally release the product and they are able to solve their business problems using using the product. Yeah, I hear that a lot too. That must be uh, very gratifying. Yes. All right. Well, well, thank you for that little detour. Uh, so uh, let me get back to talking about the product then. Um, a, a few minutes ago, you mentioned that ESG Command Center. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. So uh, every organization is uh, somewhere on their journey to increased ESG impact and long-term business value. And this is something that we, uh, we realized as we were talking to customers and partners, as I just mentioned. So that is why we came up with a maturity model uh, that is meant to serve as a guidance for organizations to not only assess and evaluate uh, where they are, but also where they would like to be. And uh, there, there are four maturity levels that we came up with this, where uh, we can place any organization in terms of their ESG program and strategy. The first one is ad hoc which is what I was uh, talking about earlier, which is where everyone starts. So there are no tools and processes and all the ESG activities are scattered across the enterprise in silos. The next level is disclosure driven, where uh, the ESG program is driven by regulatory and investor disclosure expectations. So a lot of our uh, uh, customers and a lot of uh, whom we talk to are currently in this stage. So there are processes in place, there are tools in place, things are much more formalized. But there isn't a governance framework for the ESG program. And that is where the next level comes in, which is what we call as governed, where, um, you know, where we are having, uh, where the customers have a governance framework around their entire uh, ESG program, where they have uh, tools and processes to track their ESG initiatives. And the last level is the integrated level where ESG is embedded into the DNA of the organization and is connected across enterprise. That is where uh, all our customers would eventually want to be. Now, ESG command center is what we are calling as the control tower that help customers to graduate across these maturity levels. So it lays down an end-to-end operational foundation and offers a crawl, walk, run modularity that helps customers of varying maturity levels in their ESG journeys. And depending upon where, where they are and what they need, they can add different blocks to the foundational block, which is the ESG management product. So the other blocks that I'm referring to are the project and portfolio management application and uh, the integrated risk management uh, module. So both of these are uh, ServiceNow products and uh, the ESG management uh, application has integrations with both these ServiceNow products that will help customers to build and manage their ESG uh, command center. 
Okay, well, that sounds like a pretty robust uh, uh, solution for all this between ESG and the, and the other products. And it's a story we hear all the time of, of how multiple ServiceNow products work together on the same platform uh, to, to help solve the challenge. That's correct. So um, if, if customers are in their uh, disclosure-driven maturity model, they would need a better way to uh, track their uh, goals and targets. They would want to uh, allocate budgets to their, to their different teams. They would want to track these effectively. And that is where the integration with the project and portfolio management application comes in handy. Also, um, if they want to build a governance framework around the ESG program, that is where the integration with IRM comes into place. So that way they can track their policies, they can track their uh, risks, they can tra- track their controls associated with with ESG, uh, uh, with their ESG goals. So this helps us in creating uh, a robust uh, framework for, for their entire ESG program. So uh, for, for companies who are just starting out, who just want to fulfill their regulatory and uh, disclosure expectations, they would probably just need the fundamental foundational ESG management product. But as and when they realize that this may not be enough and they would want to graduate to the to the next levels, that is where they can uh, get these integrations in place and they can start using them to build a robust ESG management program. And for customers who already have uh, subscriptions to these existing products for uh, project and portfolio management and IRM, they can start uh, using it straight away. All right. Well, that sounds like a really uh, a very practical approach for a company to take over time from getting started to uh, to when it's all the way integrated. Um, so so that's a with, with that practical framework, with that practical perspective, so suppose I've just, I'm just getting started and I've just installed the ESG product uh, on, my, on my instance. What do I do to get rolling? Cool. So uh, the first thing that you need to do once you install the ESG management product on an instance is your, what we call as the program setup. Now, as I had described, uh, the first step is to document your material topics or uh, material issues that you have identified. Once you have done that, you have to set your goals and targets. And these goals and targets would be associated to the material issues that you have identified. These goals and targets would help you track how your ESG program is uh, progressing. Now, in order to track these goals and targets, you need to create uh, metrics, which is the next step. So you have to identify what are your different data sources from where you can automatically source your data. And in case you don't have an automated uh, data collection mechanism, you can also identify data owners within your organization who can provide this data manually. So uh, both these kind of mechanisms are supported in the ESG management uh, product where you can uh, decide how do you want to source your data. So data collection is the next step after your program setup. Also, in case you have been using some other tool for your uh, data collection, let's say if you are if you have your data in uh, in Excel sheets and since ESC management would start uh, would now be your system of record you can upload your uh, excel uh, data or let's say data in uh, in uh, any other format as well into esg management using the historical data upload capability that's built into the product so that way uh, all your data uh, previous and going forward all of that data will be collected in your metrics within esg management data and once your data collection starts, you can then create disclosures and reports, which you can then uh, uh, publish for your stakeholders. So 
those those really are the first three steps that you can uh, do first program setup second setting up your of your metrics to start data collection and once you have started data collection you can create reports and disclosures to publish your data to your internal and external stakeholders all right very nice so it just leads customers through that uh, through that whole process step by step so let me ask a couple of follow-up questions on a couple of those steps. For, for as far as identifying the material it, material issues, um, is it does ESG uh, provide uh, guidance, suggestions? I, I don't have much expertise in this. I wouldn't know what sort of material issues to to define. Yeah, so typically companies uh, work with uh, vendors, uh, ESG vendors who help uh, the organization in identifying. Uh, the, these material uh, topics. So this is done through a materiality assessment where the organization works with uh, with uh, their vendors to identify what are some of the most important and pressing issues. So once those issues have been identified, then they can be documented uh, within the ESG management application. As of today, we don't give the capability to do a materiality assessment within the application. Uh, we do have uh, collaterals and materials which can help uh, companies guide through the entire materiality assessment process. We also have a few uh, uh, collaterals available that we have worked with, with our partners, uh, which can guide the customers through this entire process. Okay, good. Uh, another follow-up question I had was about data collection. Uh, you mentioned uh, in, initially data collection between historical data and current data that's collected manually. It sounds like that could be a lot of manual effort, but but uh, it sounds like it would be a program. So, something that you would try to implement is to increase the level of automation for that data collection. Is that right? That's absolutely right. So we our goal is to help our customers automate their data collection process uh, more and more as they as they progress towards their ESG journeys. Now, typically, uh, from uh, from our experience of talking with customers, many of them are still starting out, so they they still have manual processes, which is also one of the challenges that we are trying to solve. So they don't really have an automated uh, mechanism of data collection, due to which they have uh, data owners identified across their entire organization who provide these data. So these, uh, this is what is the manual, uh, you know, data collection process. But what we have done as part of the application is also enabled automated data collection, where customers can create these automated metrics and point their uh, met- point these metrics to data sources from where the data collection will happen automatically. We are trying to uh, help our customers implement this more and more so that the uh, the challenges associated with manual data collection is uh, solved. Uh, for example, you know, uh, any anything that goes wrong with the uh, manual data entry or uh, just the, the just the, the pain in collecting data manually uh, across the entire organization is a time taking process. So we are helping our customers to automate more and more so that they can use this capability uh, to their advantage. Well, good. That sounds like the ServiceNow story of uh, helping helping automate these 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 workflows across the company. Yes, absolutely. Okay, with all those facets, it seems like uh, the ESG is a pretty robust product. But let me ask you: Can you give us a little look into the future of the product? So we made ESG uh, generally available in the August twenty twenty two release, and now uh, for the items that we have on our roadmap, can be essentially uh, grouped into four focus areas. The first of it is program management, which is um, all the activities that 
you do to start and manage your ESG program. Now, these include managing your goals and targets, uh, your data collection and disclosures and reporting. We did an innovation lab release two months back in December 2022, where we built a, an integration with Microsoft Word where customers can uh, pull in data from ESG management into Microsoft Word. So uh, we have uh, plans to make it generally available, um, which is one of our uh, immediate uh, focus areas. The second uh, area is stakeholder engagement. Uh, which are all the activities done to communicate the good that your organization does and also uh, the service delivery, transparency and engagement for the ESG activities in the company among the employees. The third focus area for us is uh, content packs. Now, there are a lot of regulations and disclosure frameworks which companies need to adhere to and also use for their reporting needs. So one of them I mentioned at the start of the podcast, which uh, is uh, the CSRD or Corporate Sustainability uh, Reporting Disclosure, uh, Reporting Directive, uh, my apologies. And that is something that has been, uh, uh, that will that has already been uh, effective in Europe uh, from January, 2023. So we are building a content app for the same where customers can manage all their content and would also take care when the framework provider or uh, regulate regulator updates their content. This is very important for customers to jumpstart their implementation and also oper- operationalize um, ESG at the different uh, sub-functions of the organization. And the last focus area is uh, what we are calling as the domain accelerators. So all the better together integration with other ServiceNow application that can address many of the key use cases like uh, green IT, uh, responsible procurement, and diverse HR practices. So those are the four focus areas that are for us uh, for ESG management. Okay, so the 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 work never ends. Yeah, it it never ends. It's it's just a start, Steve. Okay, well, thank you. Well, this this has been wonderful. It's a great description of the product and and uh, and how our customers might use it. Um, is there anything else we, uh, we you want to mention before we wrap up? Nothing else at this point. Do check out the product and uh, feel free to reach out me in case you have any follow-up queries and i'll be happy to help you out okay well i'll include some contact information in the uh, in the listing for the podcast here um where so so you people can reach out to you where else could they go to find more information on the product so the best place to start is the is the ServiceNow website so we do have a dedicated page for uh, for uh, the esg solution and uh, probably we can uh, provide it in the show notes as well. The product documentation on docs.servicenow.com is also a great place to uh, start with. Uh, I have also done a couple of webinars for ESG management, which is available on uh, on YouTube uh, within the ServiceNow support channel. So that is also something that you can uh, refer to. So all of these are great resources for you to understand and know more about the product and delve a little more deeper into uh, what we have been discussing in this podcast today. Okay, that sounds great. I'll be sure and include all those things in the notes. All right. Well, I just want to thank you very much, Vaishak. This has been a really good conversation. I've learned a lot, and hopefully our listeners have too. It was great talking to you, Steve. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Please tell us what you think of this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more information on any ServiceNow topic, take a look at our product documentation or knowledge base or our ServiceNow support YouTube channel. Thanks for listening.